ladies and gentlemen, please take a seat where you are. Uh, if you don't know me, I am Josh, and we are just so glad that you are here and joining us for part four of a series um, that we're doing here at Beyond called What's the Point? Um, now, if you are just joining us, you may be thinking, what's the whole point of this series? Well, um, you are coming in at the back end of conversation, so I just want to catch you up to speed because if you've ever come in on the back end of a conversation and you missed the first half, it can kind of be awkward. You can find a, kind of find yourself trying to work out where everybody's going and you can kind of sit, have yourself sitting there going, what is going on? So I just want to tell you what's been happening the last three weeks so that you tonight can kind of have a picture of where we're going tonight. So... Uh, this whole series, What's the Point, has all been about helping you discover your greater purpose. And the reason why we've been doing this series and trying to help you discover your greater purpose is because we here at Beyond believe that there is more to life than simply the day-to-day. There is more to life than simply going through the motions and going to work and, and taking your kid to soccer and going uh, to, the, to the coffee shop. We believe there's more to life than simply getting a paycheck. And we believe that when you find that more, you will add purpose to your life and you will, it will give you a reason to get up in the morning. And so to help you discover your greater purpose, we started off with this one assertion, this one crazy idea. And the idea was simply this, that you have a gift. That you have a gift, no matter who you are, no matter where you grew up, that you have a gift. And that gift could literally be anything. Now here's the cool thing about your gift, is your gift is specific to you. The person beside you may not have the same gift as you. In fact, while everyone has a gift, not everybody has the same gift. And so in part two, we kind of helped you discover what your gift is so that you can begin to understand your greater purpose because um, your gift actually points to your greater purpose. But while your gift points to your greater purpose, your gift is not your greater purpose. To have purpose is to become a means to an end. It's to serve something other than yourself. And so for you to have purpose ultimately means for you to answer one question. The question is this, how will you use your gifts to serve others? To have purpose, you need to become a means to an end. You need to serve something other than yourself. A shovel, it digs holes. Hedge trimmers, they trim hedges. In other words, if you looked at any product, the purpose of that thing is to serve something other than itself. And for you to have purpose is for you to discover just how you use your gift to serve someone other than yourself. And that's where I want to pick up tonight because last week we kind of, we set you off in this foot, but we didn't show you how to use your gifts and where to use your gifts to serve others. And that's what I want to answer for you tonight. But before we answer that one question, there's one thing that you need to understand first. Because in order for you to understand how you should use your gifts to serve others, you need to understand one thing, and that is the setting in which your gifts were designed to function. For you to understand how, you need to understand the setting. Now, this applies in any arena of life. If you want to know how to dress for a date, you need to understand the setting in which you are taking the person on the date. You do not dress up in a tux if you are going to a burger joint. You do not wear thongs and pluggers to a date. Actually, you just never wear that to a date, but um, you never wear that if you're going to a gala or a ball because the setting determines what you should wear. The setting determines how you should dress. If you're designing a playlist for anything, you need to understand the setting in which your music's going to be played. For you to understand how to construct that playlist, you need to understand what you're going to play, like the setting in which you're going to play it. 
You do not play heavy rock, me- hard, heavy rock metal when you are on a date in the car on the way to wherever you're going. You do not play kind of hyped up, kind of woo, party tunes when you are on the way to a funeral. You play music that is suited to the setting. For you to understand how, you need to understand the setting. And for you to understand how to use your gifts to serve others, you need to first understand the setting in which they were designed to function. And tonight, I want to let you in on what that setting is, because you don't actually have to guess what that setting is. Um, Throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, whenever this idea of gifts is brought up, actually not in the Old Testament, it's only in the New Testament, but you probably don't care about that anyway, but... um, In the New Testament, whenever this idea of gifts kind of pops up, there's always, quite close to it, a reference to the setting in which the gifts were designed to function. Um, Because the authors of the New Testament knew this, for you to know how to use your gifts, you need to understand the setting in which they were designed to function. And Paul, the guy who wrote over half the New Testament, talks about this idea of setting um, and the setting in which their gifts were designed to use in one of his two letters that he writes to uh, a church in Corinth. Um, Paul wrote a stack of letters and he wrote two letters to this church in Corinth and every letter was designed to uh, address a specific issue um, and it was designed for, for a specific audience in a specific time and he writes this one letter in his first letter to, to Corinth and he, he specifically addresses this issue of gifts and how they are to use their gifts and the setting in which it was designed to function because Paul knew this, for you to understand how to use your gifts, you need to understand the setting first. And Paul writes this letter to these guys because they have no idea how to use their gifts. Some are misusing their gifts, others don't know how to use their gifts, and then others aren't using their gifts at all because they don't know what to do with them. And so Paul writes this um, description of where they, how they are to use their gifts and what setting they were designed to function in. And we're going to jump in on that letter tonight real quick. Um, it's in 1 Corinthians uh, 12. And... Um, Paul starts off by saying this, Now, brothers and sisters, which, yeah, you may be thinking, does Paul, is he chatting to his brothers and um, sisters? No, he's not. He's um, just using first century talk for ladies and gentlemen. So he's just talking to a broad audience of people who are, who are, are full of ladies and gentlemen. And he starts off, he says, Now, brothers and sisters, now, ladies and gentlemen, regarding your question about special abilities or, a.k.a., your gifts, the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. In other words, listen up, pay attention, this is important. If you miss this, you're going to miss out on what your gift is designed for, so pay attention. Then he goes off and starts off by making this, uh, this claim. He says, there are many gifts, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are a heap of gifts, we've said this throughout this series, while there are a lot of gifts, while everyone has a gift, not everybody has the same gifts. There are different kinds of gifts, but while everyone has uh, different gifts, they all come from the same place. They are all given by God through His Spirit. And Paul kind of starts off by the, using this idea because he's going to lean on it later. But in the meantime, he goes on to say this about the, their gifts. He says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. We said that last week. We said that your gift is not for you. Your gift is given from God so that you can use it to serve others. Your gift is not for your benefit. 
your gift is for the benefit of others, so that you can give it away, so that you can use it to serve others. So Paul gets everyone on the same page. He says that you have a gift. He says that your gift is, um, is unique. Um, it comes from the same place, no matter who, what gift you have, and it is designed to serve others. And with this in the foreground, Paul then goes on to transition as to, and to explain just as what the setting is for their gift and what it was designed to function in. And he makes this transition into the setting with this one statement. He says, the human body has many parts, and the, but the many parts make up the whole body. Now, you may be thinking, what are you going on about, Paul? You were just talking about gifts. Now, what are you talking about, the human body? What's that got to do with gifts? Like, I understand. Like, it's not rocket science. The body has many parts. It's not a finger. It's not a toe. It's got a lot of parts to it, Paul. But what's that got to do with our gifts? Well, Paul's just setting the scene for, the setting, uh, for him to reveal the setting in which your gifts were designed to function in. Because the setting, while it is not a human body, it functions somewhat like a human body. He goes on to reveal the setting in his very next sentence. And he goes on to say this, so it is with the body of Christ. What's the setting that your gifts were designed to function in? The body of Christ. Now, that may seem a little bit weird. What does the body of Christ mean? Like, is he talking about Jesus' physical body? Because aside from me not knowing what that would even look like, um, it just sounds a little bit gross. Um, what does it mean, the body of Christ? What does that mean that's, that is the setting? Well, Paul isn't talking about Jesus' physical body. He's talking about he, um, the church. The, the, the body of Christ is simply a metaphor referring to the church. And the church he's talking about isn't the building and isn't the event that happens on a Sunday night, but he's talking about anybody who would say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. He's not talking about beyond church, he's talking about the church, which includes beyond church, but goes beyond beyond church. He, yeah, I know, I, I, I spent all week coming up with that line, it goes beyond beyond church. The church is more than just a building and it is not an event, but the church is anybody that would say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. The church is, a, is people. The church isn't a building, it's not an event, it is the people. And so, Paul starts off with this statement and says, this, this, the setting in which your gift was designed to function is the body of Christ. It's designed to function within the church, within the community of people that believe in and follow Jesus. Now, if you're not a follower of Jesus here tonight, I just want you to know that we're just, we're so glad you are here, but what Paul's saying doesn't actually directly apply to you tonight, so if you're here tonight, you're off the hook. The rest of the message does not directly apply to you, so feel free to put up your feet and relax. Feel free to even get out Instagram and just have a scroll. You have my permission, I will not be offended. You can do whatever you want, um, because it directly applies to followers of Jesus. But if you are not a follower of Jesus here tonight, you may want to continue to follow with us and track with us tonight because while, you may, while it may not directly apply to you, you may get an insight as to how the church was designed to function. And what you may discover is the way you've seen church, um, like the way you've seen church kind of function in the past, isn't actually the way it was designed to function at all. And the way 
people have used their gifts to, to serve you, they actually misuse them and they hurt you. And that's not the way Jesus designed it to work. And so, you may want to continue to follow with us because you may get an insight as to what the church was actually designed to function in. But if you're a follower of Jesus, this is what Paul would say to you, that you're the church. The church isn't a building, it's a community of people. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you are the church. The church isn't an event, it's not a building, you are the church. Which means this, that your gift is a means to achieving the mission of the church. Your gift is designed to achieve the mission of the church, which is simply this, to reflect the love that Jesus demonstrated and to lead people into a relationship with Him. That's why Paul would write in the next chapter of this letter, if you don't love, then your gift is useless because your gift is designed to lead people to follow Jesus and is designed to reflect the love of God. So, if you don't love, your gift is useless because your gift is designed to reflect God's love and to lead people to Him. You are the church, which means this, for you to have purpose, for the church to have purpose, it can't exist for you. We said this last week, for you to have purpose, for anything to have purpose, it needs to be a means to an end that's not itself. Which means this, if you are the church, the church doesn't exist for you. The church exists for someone other than you. That's why here at Beyond, one of our core values is this. We are the church and we exist for the world. Church doesn't exist for us. Because for us to have purpose, we need to be a means to an end that's not ourselves. It's also the reason why our vision here at Beyond is to create a church that unchurched people love to attend. Because if church is for church people then it is without a purpose, because to have purpose is to be a means to an end that is not yourself. Paul goes on to kind of illustrate what it means to function within the body of Christ, within this setting of the church, and he goes on to to use that metaphor um, that he talked about with the human body. He goes on to say this, yes, the body has many different parts, but not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body, because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. Now, Paul is just really blunt and really kind of using this illustration, um, and he's kind of really clear and just just kind of paints uh, church people as a little bit dumb, because he wants to make his point clear, because he, he understands, which if you're an unchurched person, you, you already know this, sometimes us church people can be a little bit thick, and it t- kind of takes time for us to understand this idea. So, Paul kind of continues to paint this picture of what it means to be within the body of Christ. And he says, um, and if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would it smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where He wants it. The body has many parts, and every part is just as important as the other. It doesn't matter if it's a hand or a foot, or if it's an eye, it is all just as important as the other, which applies to you, because you are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the church. No matter what part you are, no matter what gift you have, you are an important part. Let me explain a little bit more as to what that means. At uh, the start of the series, we kind of uh, brought out this Lego kit, um, and Chris 
brought it out and he hadn't constructed it. I somewhat attempted to construct it, but as you can see, I didn't get too far with it. Um, but we started off with this, um, this Lego set and we said that every piece is a part and all the parts pull together to, to, uh, to make this one picture, to make this one creation. Uh, which is a Lego uh, Ninjago City um, kind of creation thing. I don't really know what it is, but it's, we've got a cave, we've got a little truck here, and there's supposed to be another bigger truck, but I don't get time to construct it. But every part, every part makes this one creation. Every part. And it doesn't matter if it's a wheel or if it's a little brick, it is all important. And if you lose one part, whether it's a massive part or a small part, it will never make the picture it was designed to make. It will never function the way it was designed to function. If you lose any part, it doesn't matter how big it is or how small it is, doesn't matter what it is, without it, it will never be complete. Every part is just as important as the other, no matter how big it is, no matter what it is, which applies to you because it doesn't matter what your gift is, it doesn't matter where, um, how big your role is or how small your role is, you are an important part of the church. You are an important part of beyond church. It doesn't matter what gift you have because every gift comes together to make the one whole. And so Paul kind of gives us this picture and he says, you, everyone has an important gift. In fact, the fact that you're gifted in some areas but not others doesn't point to your inadequacy as a person, but rather points to your unique role in achieving the mission of the church. You know, some of you look at your gifts and you go, how can I use them? I'm not talented at singing, I'm not talented at speaking. That must mean I'm not good at things. It must mean I'm inadequate to be here. I'm not supposed to be part of it. But Paul would say, no, you're in a unique part. And the reason why you're not good at singing, you're not good at speaking is because that's not your role. You play a unique role in the body of Christ. You play a unique role within the church. In fact, he would go on to say, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And then he concludes with this one statement. All of you, together, are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. All of you, all of you, all of you, all of you, not some of you, but all of you together are Christ's body. And each of you are a part of it. And without you playing your part, the church is missing something because you are an important part no matter what part you play. Not only that, not only are you missing something, or no, not, not only are the church missing something, but you're missing something as well. Because when you don't use your gift to serve others, when you don't use your gift within the context, within the setting of the church, you miss out on your greater purpose because your greater purpose is playing your part. Your greater purpose is playing your part. And so, as we draw to a close tonight on this series, I just want to leave you with one application. And this application directly applies to those people who would say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus, but no, I'm not using my gift to serve others. And the application that I want to give you tonight is simply this. Start a conversation about serving at Beyond and begin playing your part. Here at Beyond, we've got this thing called Four Monday because we believe there's no point coming to church here on Sunday if it doesn't change your life, it doesn't impact your life for Monday. And your application 
for this Monday is simply to start a conversation about serving at Beyond and begin playing your part. Because when you play your part, you gain your greater purpose because your greater purpose is playing your part. And when you play your greater purpose, when you embrace your part, the church fulfills its mission. So, start a conversation. What does that look like? Well, at the back at our Connect desk on the way out tonight, we're going to have a heap of people with lanyards on that you can jump in on a team and begin to use your gifts to serve others. It doesn't matter what team you want to join. In fact, if you don't know what team you want to join, that's cool because uh, we have some talented people who will uh, show you just as to what your gifts are. Um, maybe uh, affiliated for. We have so many teams here. We have people on the tech who do a fantastic job. In fact, they're the unsung heroes of our church. Without them, we would literally be sitting in the dark. You would not be able to hear me or the band. They work. Um, they, they get here an hour or two beforehand to make sure this is set up. They use their gifts in technology to make sure that this is a reality. We've got people on band who serve uh, who use their gift as um, their gift in uh, musical gear? I'm not musical, obviously, um, to serve. Uh, we have people who are fantastic interior designers who set up this place. In fact, if they uh, wanted to, they could win the block. Um, they do such a fantastic job. Uh, it doesn't matter what your gift is, we have a team for you. And if you don't know what team that is, that's all cool because our connections team will get you on that. If you don't want to talk to people, um, that's all good as well. I understand. I'm an introvert. I don't like to talk to people either. Uh, we have a Facebook uh, link up right now that you can go to and you can fill out and just, it will help start this conversation about joining a team. And so I would encourage you to either go up the back and start a conversation that way or to jump on our Facebook beyond church and begin the discussion that way and fill out that quick little form and we will get in contact with you about how you can begin to play your part and how you can begin to use your gifts to serve others because your greater purpose is playing your part. Now, you expect me to say this, don't you? I'm the guy with the microphone. I'm the one at the front. Of course I'm going to say, join a team. Of course I'm going to say, hey, play your part. Of course, I'm going to say that purpose is found within serving others within the setting of the church. So rather than me kind of saying this to you, I want to wrap this series up. I want to wrap tonight's message up with playing a video. A video of uh, three people who are a part of serving here at Beyond, who use their gifts week in and week out to benefit others. And I just wanted to give you a kind of a glimpse into, into their lives and how they use their gifts to serve others. And so we're going to play that video uh, right now. So have a, have a quick look. I'm part of the welcome team, connections team. So we say hello to people on their way in, um, stand at the door, welcome them in, um, direct them into different areas, try and connect them in with different people. Um, if they're new, we can, you know, sit with them. Um, just about making people feel welcome. I think one of the main reasons that I serve is that um, I see it as a way that I can use my gift to um, encourage and lift up other people. Um, and I also get to work alongside other Christians who um, I think that that's a really important part of serving is that it also creates that community and that togetherness. Um, I find serving rewarding. Um, because in our team it's all about being that first point of contact for someone um, and I think that that can be a really great thing because for someone who's stepping into church for the first time or hasn't been back in a long time 
um, that can really make someone's night and have a really big impact. So I think it's pretty rewarding that we get to be that first person that they might be able to talk to and feel welcome. Uh, so I guess I'm the sort of visual production coordinator, I guess you could say. Uh, I do visuals and lighting for church um, and that's what I specialise in. Um, yeah, so I try to create an experience for people who come to Beyond. I guess I come to Beyond and so because, uh, you know, my skills, I love doing what I do and putting back into the community as such is an awesome way to do it. And plus, it's sometimes hard to get people to do this, you know, without being paid and I guess I just wanted to do it to give back. At Beyond, I'm on set up, pack down, um, which is basically making sure that the environment's welcoming and when people come in it's um, it's warm and friendly and they want to come back for the next week. Yeah, I like like I like that there are people that do other things but I yeah, I enjoy doing the setup pack down. Because I'm not one that goes and I'm not one that'll go out and talk to people or like if somebody new I'm not gonna be like, hey come over here. Because I sort of tend to float with my own group as you can see but um, yeah, I like doing that stuff and then other people like um, Lauren and stuff that are on the connect desk can go talk to those people and don't have to worry about packing anything down. I think it's, well for someone that, that hasn't been, well never used to go to church, I think it's important um, to have like a welcoming and warm environment for people because that was a big thing for me. I find serving rewarding because um, it's not something that I feel I need the gratification for or um, it's not for me, it's for others to um, enjoy and get satisfaction out of coming into something that's welcoming and friendly for them. Wow. Can you just give them an amazing round of applause? <laughs> Quite honestly, our church would not be anything like it is today without people like Pauline, without Lauren, without Brandon and everybody else here on our team who use their gifts to serve others. And in fact, um, they're having a phenomenal impact on the lives of others by them using their gifts. And I love um, when they talk about why they use their gift, none of them say it's about me. All of them say it's about serving others, and which is so fantastic. And it's the reason why Beyond is what it is today. And when they use their gifts to serve others, it has an impact on the lives of others. And I've seen that firsthand. In fact, I've experienced it firsthand. Because that's the reality of it. When you use your gifts to serve others, it has an impact on someone else's life. I've had that experience in my own life. There are people who have used their gifts and their talents to serve me, who have given their time for my benefit and boy have I benefited from them and the chances are is that you could think of somebody or a group of people who have used their gifts and used their time to serve you to invest into your life to make sure that you were better because of them and they didn't care about them but they served you because they wanted the best for you and quite honestly without them you would say that you wouldn't be the person you are today Here's the cool thing. You have the opportunity to have that impact on someone else's life. Something we say here at Beyond is the decisions you make today determine the story you tell tomorrow. And the decision that you make to serve will impact the story that you tell tomorrow. Ask anyone on our team. But not only that, 
your decision to serve will impact the story that someone else tells. So why not use your gifts to serve others? Why not start a conversation and begin playing your part? Because you may just be surprised at the, at the greater purpose that you find in life. And you may be just overwhelmed at the impact that you have on the lives of others because you used your gifts to serve others. Um, we're going to pray and then we're going to move into a time of communion. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you've given us all a gift. Uh, we just pray that you would give us the wisdom to know what to do with our gift and that you would give us the courage to step out and to begin playing our part to step out and begin to serve others, Lord. And we pray that it would achieve your mission. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.